Hello, welcome to Valley Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll, and I'm a reporter with ValleyIndie.org. That's a nonprofit online newspaper trying to cover four towns in the lower Naugatuck Valley. Reporter Ethan Fry was on assignment today, but luckily the judge uh, took the day off and is apparently golfing, so you're not in court. Uh, well, the judge is out. He might—I don't know if it's—he might be, be sick or I don't know, but. All the cases were continued. What so do you think? The a, judge listens to this podcast? A, <laughs> let's be, let's be there's a bunch of cases uh, that we were keeping track of, but they're all continued. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you. And also joining us is a, a, a we have we very, very, very special guest, our intern from Southern Connecticut State University, Carl Castro. How's everyone doing? We're doing all right, Carl. Good. Thanks for all your hard work so Can't far this summer. Anymore. Absolutely. So we're taping this on Tuesday, July 12th, 2016, and our guest this morning is Seymour First Selectman Kurt Miller, who appears on this podcast once a month to talk about things happening in the town of Seymour. Good morning, First Selectman Miller. A pleasure as always, and it's great to have another fighting owl with me at the table. Oh, I don't... He, Carl's like, what? That's right. That's, oh, okay. I didn't CSU. think... CSU. That's, a, okay, a reference to... Yeah, maybe you should have read my bio before we started, but that's okay. It's only been, you know, six years, but take your time. Maybe you guys should have went to Iona College, home of the Gales. Or Fairfield. Uh, I like how Southern has, uh, like, a Fairfield. We were the stags, so, like, the currency to use it, like, the, the meal, whatever. It was stag bucks, you know. And, uh-huh. That's weird. But at, at, uh, at Southern, they call it hoot loot because they're the owls. I like yeah. that. Hoot loot. With cutting edge. I'm learning stuff every day. Confirming I made a mistake by moving to Connecticut. All right. So I announced yesterday <laughs> on the Valley Indies Facebook and Twitter pages that First Selectman Miller, there's the train, would be appearing. And I put a request to the public uh, for questions. And the response was strong. Usually you can't get yeah, people. Yeah. When you ask people to, like to do something, teeth. yeah, they don't do it. You can't bend people to your will. It's got to be more organic. I learned uh, that pointer. But uh, anyway, well, my, my reaction to all these questions is that uh, Seymour is a great news town. And I just want to mention quickly, last week uh, at your board of selectmen meeting in the town of Seymour, we sent uh, a freelance writer, former staff writer, uh, Jody Gill, Professor Jody Gill. And she did one story on your plan of, of conservation and development. And before it, she like, said, all right, they're talking about this. And I'm like, Jody, no one's going to read that story. Mm-hmm. No one's going to read that. Do not write about that. Sure enough, after the meeting, she gives me a story because Jody Jody follows no <laughs> rules. I Renegade. Her, she tried yeah. to do it. She tried to get a little BuzzFeed uh, listicle in there. We 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 did a couple of yeah, uh, bullet yeah. points. You know, uh, she still wrote a lot about each one. I thought, but you know, sure enough, we put it on uh, Valley Indie Facebook, and uh, it had like five thousand reads, which I was completely wrong. So. It's a tribute or, or a testament to the fact that Seymour is a is a good news town, and people are they want their local news, which is good to see. They do, and we would love to see you guys in Seymour a little bit more. That'd be great. <laughs> you know, that being said, I knew you were coming. If you look at our website today, <laughs> valleyindie.org, we have one Seymour story, two Seymour stories, three C. I think we have I think we have six Seymour stories out of the eleven we published in the past 24 hours and we have you in for a podcast but let's get going enough blabbing you ready to answer these questions i'm ready let's go talk about open door transparency this is a question from christine lester who was angry over the fact seymour closed its animal control facility uh i guess a meeting or two ago uh we didn't well we regionalized with woodbridge wait let me get to the question all right so Uh, make sure that that's clear this is a multi-parter why I guess this is why did you regionalize with Woodbridge? 
when residents did not want the animal shelter closed. And then it just says he did it anyways. So that's like question slash editorial. Well, when we reviewed what was needed for animal control for the town of Seymour, we deemed that we needed significant higher level of coverage than what we had so we looked at all the options and what'd you have you had a part-time we had a ACO? Part, we had a part-time aco and a part part-time assistant so nowhere near enough uh coverage uh, we reviewed all of the different models we put together five or six different models and regionalizing with woodbridge made the most sense it provided the most coverage for the town of seymour at the cheapest cost so and so and, and cheapest cost because that's what one of the questions I had when I was editing uh, Jody's story because mm-hmm. uh, I was making uh, wrong assumptions about this whole issue, but uh, from what you had said, your other one of your options was to I guess rebuild the animal shelter because it's undersized. Is that accurate? The Seymour one and the yeah. Woodbridge when you're saying uh, I mean the, the Seymour animal shelter was not built for long term use. It was it's designed like a Quonset to, hut basically. Right? Yeah, and it's. Um, we have more need now than that facility can truly handle. Um, so we would need to make a, a rather large capital investment into it. Any concerns, uh, and this is just, uh, I can't say this is fact, but I know mm-hmm. Derby teamed with Woodbridge, and I would listen on the scanner, mm-hmm. the police scanner, and it seemed to take a long time to get animal control to respond to when it was needed in Derby. Mm-hmm. What's your experience? Has this started, and yep. how's, how's it been so far? No complaints, no issues. It's only been uh, about 10 days, 11 days now. Uh, but it's something that we're monitoring. The police department monitors. Um, you know, We also will field any calls in our office, and it's something we'll stay on top of. We have a contract that's structured that allows Seymour to leave if for some reason it doesn't work out the way we had anticipated. So... You know, I think we've we've covered our bases with regards to that. But you know, the key thing was to provide a better level of service to the residents. And as you know, you wrote a story this past week. We are um, finalizing discussions with the volunteers to turn the animal shelter into an animal rescue, which I think will allow the volunteers to be a little bit more impactful because instead of just having to take animals that are on the street or things like that, they can go to different rescues and things and find those animals that are truly on their last chance and try to fight for them to give them their uh, forever home, as they call it. Okay. So I think, th- th- I mean, combined with the two, I think it's it's the best thing for Seymour. And she, her follow-up question was, where is the money that was set aside originally for a new shelter? Uh, the mudgel- money that was set aside, the 25000 that she accuses me of embezzling, um, is still sitting there. The money was actually encumbered and will be used to offset costs for the 2017 fiscal year. Okay. So... How is it that Seymour can't afford $30,000 for the ACO and shelter, but Seymour can afford to give an ACO and the town of Woodbridge $70,000? Obviously, Christine has strong feelings. That question doesn't even make sense because our budget was $50,000. So I'm not even sure what she's talking about. Okay. Christine, I'd follow up on it, but uh, I don't want to speak for you. All right, next question was from, and this is and something. Like the question saying, where's the set aside? Like, that doesn't mean she's, it's an accusation of embezzlement necessarily. It's just. Well, if, no, I think he's talking about other posts. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, well, if you look at, um, uh, she put a post out there that she threatened. Oh, okay. um, right. If in, you're referring to. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I encouraged her. I said, listen, if you think that there's been some financial improprieties with the town of Seymour, I strongly encourage you to take your information, call the state police, 
and ask them to open an investigation in the town of Seymour's finances. We have nothing to hide. As a matter of fact, we and do then in more a decade, the police will finally release the. Oh, that's a whole other thing. The, no, that's that's, <laughs> that's our fight. That's only the Democrats that get away with that. But um, <laughs> you know, one of the things, and you guys know this, Seymour does more auditing than most towns in the area. And last year, we actually put in and won a prestigious award, the CAFR. Uh, where we did advanced auditing on our town. We've actually put in for it again this year. We're hoping to get the results of that this July. So, you know, I, I, I find it incredible that people would make wild accusations like that with the transparency that we have with the finances in the town of Seymour now. Okay. Uh, so I, I would ask you follow-up questions, but I want to I keep this uh, on track and, and let the, the readers who were, took the time to post questions. Oh, absolutely. To post questions. So here, this is one is from Patricia. Ethan, how do you think you say that? Rimkuna? Rimkunas? Patty Rimkunas. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Great voice, by the way. Great singer. Really? Yeah. Sings at a lot of the town events. Uh, National Anthem, Star Spangled Banner. So that's why I love this job, because you can have, like, a reader, you guys, you know the, you know who's asking this question. Yep, that's absolutely. awesome. So this I like, and I like how, like, every town has that person who's, like, that person could sing. Like, there were... Uh, yeah. In New Milford, they had that guy. I'm forgetting his name, but like he sang. Art at all Cummings? The <laughs> no, no. But it was, there was a guy who sang at all the events. He was good. This may be beating a dead horse, but and let's do. Let's we actually we've no, actually no, this a hundred times. Yeah. What's the latest with Tritown Plaza? Is the section with the former Ames going to be demolished and rebuilt? Uh, my initial understanding that it was going to be July or August. Um, and speaking to the property manager. That what? Wait a second. I didn't know any of this. What was going to happen in July or August? That they were going to demolish the buildings. I had no oh, really? They were going to go from essentially where Drew's, the liquor store, is over oh, yeah. and take those, uh, take those buildings down. Um, where's, it, Drew's, where's the liquor store? In the no, all Drew's and the new cabinet store and Alberto's will stay. Oh. They'll cut the rest um, and leave it did, an open space. Did they get uh, permits for it? No, though they that? have approved. That was my understanding. Mr. Spector will be out in early September, and my understanding is at that point he'll be pulling permits and... So they're going to, I'm sorry, dude, because I, I had no idea about this. So they're, you're saying they're going to be taking down that's my the understanding. old names? Yep. Okay, that's what you That's heard. my understanding, yep. Where'd you hear that from? Uh, the person who handles the property Okay. for Mr. Spector. Now, again, I haven't heard that from Mr. Spector. Um, and until I hear that definitely from him, it's, it's hearsay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but potential I, you know, potential yeah. teardown coming. Yep. But it's something that the, him and I do speak um, from time to time, and it's something that he had mentioned that he was um, contemplating doing, so... I don't Any think it's idea out of the realm. What he would rebuild it as? Or I don't think he'd want to rebuild it. I think he'd want to market it as an open site. I think it's much more attractive to different businesses as just an open site. Then you can construct the type of building that you want as opposed to trying to conform to the space that's already there. Which is outdated space yeah. because that whole type of shopping yep. center is sort of guy. Oh, that's Do you know like how big a building you could get in there like with those other... And like the theater would still be there, I guess. Yep, um, I think it'd be in the neighborhood of about seventy-five to eighty thousand square feet. Okay. So it wouldn't be a small, but I'm not sure it would be one big box. Mm. Build could a be store, like, build like Red Raider, build, build to suit, as they say right. in the in the trade. And yep. like Red Raider Plaza, uh, and where the new Aldi's and Panera Bread yeah, is, yeah, yeah. you could see something like that. Where they have a different there's, bunch there's of some satellites new being built uh, there too. Yeah, uh, we on our Facebook page, yeah, yeah, you yeah, might have might have seen. Ask, yeah. yeah, we 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 put the information, but now I can't remember. But uh, so that's some news. News. Look at that. And I was going to skip over that question because all the times in the past you're like, ah, I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, it's hearsay until until it actually happens. Right. Yeah, people right. should understand. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. until, Trader until Joe's it, until they pull that permit. Right. It's all BS. Okay. Let's. What? Here, here's one, and this is a question that's come up a couple of times over the over the weeks, and it's asked at least twice by our readers, mm -hmm. and it has to do with crime. 
this is from a Vicky Babadu. What's being done about all the car break-ins? And then just then after that, Aggie Alves uh, posted a comment saying, the break-ins are by the same group out of Waterbury. They are targeting the entire state. One group was arrested, but they keep getting out because these people are juveniles. They are breaking into unlocked cars, so to be sure to lock your cars at night. This all came from the Seymour PD during the Citizens Police Academy. So we've had a lot of people complaining mm-hmm. about break-ins in, in Seymour. Is there a question or? Yeah, what's going oh. on? Hey, and how come okay. we don't know anything? Um, well, you didn't know about Triton Plaza, so I'm not sure what you know. So if you covered Seymour a little bit more, you'd probably be up to date on these things. Um, or you can just call Gene. What's going on with the break-ins? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Um, it, it's something that the Detective Bureau is on top of. Uh, they're taking very seriously. But to Angie's comment that she heard at the Citizens Academy, one of the issues that you run into is we find, we, we know who's doing this. Uh, but they're juveniles, and they are coming from a very specific uh, location. And unfortunately, the climate in our state uh, these days is to be more lenient uh, to some of these criminals. So, have they arrested anybody though? Like, how, I mean, uh, it's not like they've gone through. You the know, they put system. charges in, and you know, sometimes they don't go through. Uh, you know, it's all up to the prosecutors at that. And point. these are juveniles, and, yep. and for the public who who, yep. who doesn't know, you you nobody can get information really on on nope. juveniles once they're in court. That's mm. the way it is to right. protect. Uh, so, but we know where they are, who they are, where they come from. Is it still going on? Uh, yeah. So what you're saying is... Well, you it's, it's not going on to the extent that it was, but it still does, does happen. So you had a bunch of people, break, a bunch of kids essentially, breaking into cars. And it's all across the state. It's not just Seymour. Are they all... I mean, but it, are we saying these, like one group of juveniles is responsible for all that? Or? Mm-hmm. So there's like a, a, a ring, an organized ring of some kind of oh. juveniles breaking into cars. Are they... Uh, are, we, are these burglaries? Are they breaking uh, windows to get in? Or are they just looking for unlocked cars? They're or? looking for unlocked cars and taking whatever they can find. We've actually, I've actually asked the police department about this, but I just never yeah. heard back. Yeah, so that's, I don't mean to grill you on it. No, no, that's okay. It's an ongoing investigation. So I mean, And there were arrests made, charges didn't stick, and these people are still out there. Well, you can't necessarily say arrests were made. We present information to the prosecutors, and the prosecutors decide what they want to do with that. Okay, so they might have they might have decided that there wasn't enough uh, probable cause there to arrest them. Correct. Interesting. Everybody should invest in those little uh, video surveillance uh, cameras. Then, well, actually, lock everyone should lock your car doors. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and notice notes have gone out uh, on social media through the police department. Uh, I know that we've put one or two out in the past. Nothing recently to the, the one um, person's point, and yeah, you know, maybe we can be a little bit more diligent on that. But that was something I just assumed that everyone was aware of. I'd say I never locked my car door ever. Um, now I, you know, the last couple months I've always locked my car door. Now, yeah, I do all the time. Mm. Uh, and then just the, the, I'm skipping down, but this is from Twitter, and you've sort of answered this. But uh, yes, please ask him why he doesn't warn the public when there's an outbreak of car break-ins in neighborhoods or any abundance of crime for that matter. And I will just to uh, editorialize for a second here. I, I've noticed, and Ethan, you've probably noticed too, as reporters when you're trying to get information out of some of the local police departments, I'm not gonna name any in, uh, specifically, but it's hard to get sometimes, uh, if there hasn't been an arrest, it's very hard to get information. Mm. Uh, there, there's not a lot of, uh, like there's no crime maps being used by the local police departments in the Valley. They're not like, they're a little old school uh, in that regard. But anyway, I'm stealing the first selectman's response to that any any effort to uh publicize crimes where there hasn't been an arrest to, to do warnings to people or anything like that um well you know again i thought that people were aware were aware uh that this was going on and if you know residents feel that 
um, that that wasn't done, then that responsibility falls to myself in my office. So that's something we'll need to be a little bit more diligent on um, in getting that information out to the people. Okay, next one's from Jackie Eaton. She's an Ansonia resident. She says, uh, last week I found out that Seymour does not participate in the summer meal program for kids under 18. I have a feeling this is a school district. Uh, in Derby, uh, the school district takes this up. But she says it's very puzzling as to why this program is not being utilized. Uh, tomorrow night I'm going to an Ansonia meeting to see if our leaders can bring it back to Ansonia. And basically her point, I, and you're aware of this program? This is a program. That, I mean, there, there, there's a... There's Okay. Yeah, I'm not aware, and I actually have some people looking into it. But a lot of the, a lot of times, stuff like that is driven by you know the poverty levels in your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, New Derby have higher poverty levels than Seymour and Shelton Oxford do. So it's something that Seymour may not even be qualified for. Uh, but again, I'm not familiar with the program, so I do have some people looking into it, and you know we'll see what we can we can come up with. Okay, this one's from Lisa Duskin. You stated, quote, the people want a town hall open five days a week. I'm a homeowner and a taxpayer. I don't remember asking for the town to open five days a week. So how many, quote, people, unquote, do you consider, uh, I guess, to warrant changes, to change things for? And then she says, I've never heard anyone complain or viewed any complaints on social media about the town hours. Did you have a petition or something? Basically, I think this question is, uh, how did you come to the decision to expand to a regular work week for town employees? Oh, it, it's been a common um, thing that's been brought up over the last four or five years uh, from different people about and town hall not being open on Fridays. And went, and it went from, f- it was five and then you went to four, right? Is that what it was? Or it, was it, it was, always? You know, it was five and then it was brought down to four, uh, I want to say 10 or 12 years ago. Okay. And then we just brought it back to five days a week. You know, we would get a lot of complaints from residents, uh, particularly around the holidays when we would be closed on Wednesday for the Thanksgiving break, things like that. Uh, a lot of attorneys would complain. On a Friday, because I would be in just about every Friday, you would have 10, 15 residents coming to the door trying to get in, not realizing we were closed. It was a campaign issue. It was brought up by my opponent during the campaign, um, something that we talked about. There was a lively discussion multiple times on the Board of, uh, board of Selectmen, and we deemed that it was the right direction to go. Um, there's no additional cost. Uh, to the taxpayers. Uh, Employees still work 35 hours a week. We just, instead of closing at 5.30 on uh, Monday through Thursday, we now close at 4.30, which allows us to be open four hours on Friday. Okay, Ethan, did you want to tackle the the next one? Yeah, this is from Emma Huller. Okay, I thought I had skipped it. I was going to go, that's all right, go ahead. Did he ever answer about getting a grant to buy the old Housatonic Wire property? In fact, buy up the old Seymour Lumber for parking? We could finally have a town green and put a farm market on the property. Such a pretty place to go to a developer to ruin it. And then I had I had posted oh, okay. that we yeah we actually had she had asked that question the last time the first selectman was on and I put a link to his answer. Um, basically, you would say that they're asking prices too much. And yeah, okay, and then yeah. she and followed that, that up was with like an environmental grant that like they could get. Uh, well, we have a five hundred thousand dollars. We had a five hundred thousand dollar brownfield remediation grant to allow us to clean the property if the property was purchased by a bona fide developer. Um, but because of lack of activities, they pulled that funding back. Uh, if a developer were to come forward, right. uh, we have certain assurances um, from DECD that we, that money would be made available to us again. And I guess her question is, why doesn't the town, from what I, my interpretation okay, of this yeah. question, why doesn't the high. town just step in and way too spend a million dollars? If it was a million dollars, the town might consider it. But, I mean, it's well north of a million dollars. Okay. 
and I guess there's not grants and for what you see, you're multi-million be, dollar purchases. Yeah, you're going to be hard-pressed to get a grant for something like that, particularly when there could be remediation issues as well. Okay, and you're listening to Valley Naval Gazing on valleyindy.org and on WNHH 103.5 LPFM. That's New Haven's community radio station. All right, we, we're, we're almost done. We have, uh, I think yeah, we have Alex, one more. Alex uh, Budzinski asks, any update? Who's the owner? Who's the owner, owner of, uh, yeah, one of the a nice segue. we just mentioned? Any update on construction starting date of the Greenway? Uh, we expect it to be this fall. We're f- plans have been finalized. Uh, we we're in the final process now. The state requires a certain type of inspector uh, that you need to have on the job. So we're in the process now of uh, getting that taken care of. We should be going out to bid. Uh, within the next month or so, and we expect construction to begin at some point in the fall. Nice. All right, so let's uh, take, we'll give uh, First Selectman Miller a chance to catch his breath. Oh, I'm good. Let's keep going. Well, those are all our questions. Now we want to go over our most popular tweets. Those are all the people's (laughs) questions. You guys don't have any questions? We have a couple of questions, yeah, but first I want to, uh, Carl, you still still over there? I'm still here. That's Carl, our intern. He's awake. Yep. Let's go over the most popular tweets of the past 28 days. These are tweets that we put on the Twitter that people read. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are ones that people like. Okay, so June 14th. Speaking of that microphone. <laughs> uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So June 14th, we've got uh, Freddy versus Jason, King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, Mobile HC666 versus Valley Indie. Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a, a preview. That was me trying to market uh, the podcast we did when we were on vacation. It was my... My, uh, I had my other podcast, my, my side podcast people on this podcast. No one listened to it, but they <laughs> liked that tweet. Yeah, wow. Okay. Well. Did, you, did you listen to that one? Did I do all right? Or did, you, did you not miss it? No, no. <laughs> yeah, Mil- Miller gets the big numbers, though. I think mm. your last one had like 680 listens, something Cassetti like that. had more, though. Really? Cassetti came in. And you got to break news, man. Well, Mayor Cassetti is always entertaining. Always entertaining. And you had the you had the Malloy one. I think that made uh, it made a CT Capital report. You had the Malloy Distia. Thing. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they Cassetti had the Trump phone call. Too. Yeah, that was Trump I called you. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, oh, wow. I didn't get a call from not from even Donald a robo call. I bet you well, Cassetti might be VP. <laughs> VP They're vetting him. I bet. But I was never a full Trump guy to start. As I've said, I was more of a Kasich guy, so I wouldn't expect mm. a call from the Donald. All right, Carl. All What's right. next? June 30th. If you live near Osborndale in Derby, it's a good idea to take down your bird feeders. Don't put trash out until... Yeah, yeah. That was a tweet about our, our, our bear. There was the a bear, bear wandering Bears around Hawthorne bear. Avenue. Does the Derby bear have a social media presence yet? No. I'm, le- I'm, using, I'm leaving that to some tronk writer. <laughs> All right. Next one. June 28th from a press release from the DEA. This is depressing, this one. I just We just put the first line of a press release. Uh, yeah. The number of people reporting current heroin use nearly tripled yeah in the last couple of years so that's depressing all right number two june 24th state announces grant to investigate sewage treatment regionalization wow i'm amazed that yeah that got all right and then number one carl castro the intern from southern this is june 30th a bear in derby i wanted to collect the deer ticks in my yard True. <laughs> that would be, I think that's a good uh, repurposing of, of the bear. So that's that. So the other thing we wanted to ask uh, First Selectman Miller about was last week you went to Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, essentially, essentially to look through the couch cushions down there mm-hmm. for some federal change for what? 
Uh, Seymour and Beacon Falls, through the Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments, applied for a $10 million Tiger Grant, which would connect uh, Route 67 and Route 42. Uh, that would run parallel along Route 8 and would open up about 250 acres of um, commercial land. <clears throat> so I went down to kind of press the flesh, uh, talk to some uh, congressmen, some senators, just to try to lobby for some support. I mean, I was down there for a funeral uh, for one of our volunteer firemen who was uh, laid to rest in Arlington, a guy named uh, Rich Riley Sarge, uh, as people knew him, was a great guy. So I was down there for that. So I wanted to do both. Unfortunately, um, our request for meetings with our federal delegation uh, was ignored. So by ignored, like explain, how, how do you make the request? Oh, you reach out to um, their staffs and you uh, talk to their scheduler and their schedule said, oh, we'll give you a call back and we'll let you know uh, when we can fit you in the schedule. And we never received the call back. So um, you know, a little request to meet with uh, Congresswoman Delora and um, Senator Murphy. So a little uh, disappointing, to be honest. I bet Blumenthal uh, would have met with you. Well, there's no cameras, so there's no guarantee oh. we'd see oh. him. Um, <coughs> but, you know, so it was, it, was well, it who like did you this? end up meeting with? I did met, with, met with no one. So it was, oh, it was like that scene in The Wire where Carcetti goes to the to, to Annette, or you've never have you no, ever, I've never no, seen The Wire. Never mind. Oh, you might want to. Carcetti <laughs> goes to Annapolis, and <laughs> they just let him sit. They in let the, him sit uh, in the hallway for day. hours. So, what, what for, do you yeah. think? It's it's punishment for uh, being a Republican. Um, I don't know, to be honest, and I would be shocked if Congresswoman Delora and Senator Murphy even knew that the requests were made. Uh, I think it was probably just a staff decision. To yeah. be quite honest, because yeah. I, I mean, you We're know, I've, as you know, I've spoke highly of it's Rosa session, many times. I mean, Rosa's a great lady, so um, I, I just find it shocking that you know a chief elected official couldn't get a meeting when they were in Washington with their congressman, congressperson, excuse me. And so. then this is land you've been talking about, or Seymour has been talking about for years. You you hope to see mm-hmm. develop for economic development purposes to expand millions, your tax base, millions of dollars in Who tax revenue. Uh, the Haynes family. Owns that, Haynes and Construction. And they're building the shopping center on uh, Route 67 in Oxford. Correct. Correct. Could that have been something had that road been built that would have been in Seymour instead? Or? Mm-hmm. Potentially. Potentially. I mean, they have a whole design already done up, a whole mock-up. It's mixed use. Uh, there'll be greenway trails built throughout, all at their cost. That'll beautify the river. I mean, it's, it's a great project for the town of Seymour. You know, I tell people it's, it's the Bridgeport Avenue you of Seymour. You need a road. Absolutely. And they projected cost of the roads about $10 million. So that's what we've applied mm-hmm. for. So the Valley Council of Governments, uh, Mark Nielsen, Rick Dunn, uh, have been very helpful in getting everything uh, put together and then very supportive by the fed- the uh, fellow mayors of the uh, Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments, so Mayor Loretti and uh, Mayor O'Leary and so on. have been very supportive of the project. So uh, first selectman Bielek and I have been working hard to try to rally as much support as we possibly can for it, but it's, it's very competitive. There's only so much money at statewide, or excuse me, uh, nas- nationwide. So it makes it, uh, it makes it tough. So Waterbury got a big award last year, um, which they used to develop kind of the train station the train area station, and okay. things like that. So. so did you submit that Tiger application? Has that even been done? Yep. The, uh, okay, so it's in there and it's... Second, the second time we've submitted it. Uh, you know, a lot of th- the first time is generally a practice run for most people, kind of get the kinks out, make sure your application is sharp and hitting all the points you know you, you find out what your deficiencies were so you can improve on them so we felt that the second time we put a very good uh, application in and hopefully we'll we'll hear now 
you raise an interesting uh, topic, I think, and maybe maybe it's not a, a federal one, but on the state level, I'm curious. I mean, your Seymour has. I mean, Rob Kane mm-hmm. is a, is a Valley rep, and uh, you guys are, are close politically. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Seymour has two senators: Senator Kane and Senator Kelly. And then you have uh, uh, Teresa Conroy is our state rep. And then Themis Claritus, who right? Claritus. Yep, Themis Claritus. Yep. Now, Kane and Claritus are uh, a lot of, they're always in the crosshairs of the state Democratic Party. Mm. There's always something going on Twitter between. Well, they're two very vocal, very um, strong does Republican hurt, leaders. Does that hurt what you guys try to get done in Seymour uh, in terms of, uh, are you guys becoming like a, uh, not a pariah, whatever? Does, like, is there any retribution because you're a Republican town, Republican first selectman? Uh, Themis is, you know, her family has mm-hmm. roots in the community going back forever. And I'm just wondering if you think uh, Governor Malloy or the Democratic uh, legislature makes things tough for you. And I only asked that question because you had said you couldn't get a meeting with our federal right. uh, delegation. So I'm just wondering. Uh, yes and no, I would think. I'm, you know, I'm sure we're not on the top of any list for anyone for the Malloy administration. I understand that. I mean, that's the nature of the beast. This is politics. If there was a Republican governor, Republican legislature, I'm sure the Democratic um, mayors and first elect would probably say the same thing. Um, so I think that just kind of comes with the territory. But, you know, Seymour's done okay. Um, you know, I wish we could have done better in, in certain things. But, you know, Teresa Conroy, to her credit, has brought some money into into town. Um, you know, some more um, kind of niche projects. You know, the football field, the softball lights, things like that. But the things that I'm really looking for are large infrastructure uh, type investments. Um, so How often do you talk to Teresa Conroy? Because a, a member of your of the local Republican mm-hmm. Party is running against her. Mm-hmm. Also so a selectman, a uh, member of the board of selectmen. The deputy for selectman, Nicole Claire's teacher. Actually, Themis' sister. Right, yeah. Yep. So what dynamic does that create when you're trying to uh, ask uh, Teresa Conroy to, to help you with something? Uh, Teresa and I were friends before this politics will be friends after this so i mean she's a professional she gets not personal it's it's what we do i mean she you know helped run my opponent's campaign i don't hold any ill will towards Teresa because i mean we're political people this is this is what we do it's it's not personal so i don't think there's any problem and i can shoot Teresa a text right now and i'd probably get an answer from her within 10 or 15 minutes yeah it's interesting seymour seems to be there, there's less political fighting that we see uh, if you compare Seymour to like uh, Ansonia and Derby, mm. where there seems to be a little more, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say bitter, but I'll go ahead and say bitterness. <laughs> but well, I mean, we stick to the issues. Cause, you know, it's a, it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Uh, you know, her parents are great people. I've known them my entire life. So it's it's not personal. It's just, like I said, this is what we do. We have differences of opinion on what we think is best for, for the town and for the state, and we both fight hard to to try to make those things come to fruition. All right, and that you're listening to Seymour First Selectman uh, Kurt Miller on Valley Naval Gazing on ValleyIndy.org and 103.5 LPFM New Haven Community Radio Station. So I think the big news, I don't know about you guys, the big news out of this podcast is Tritown Plaza. Potential teardown mm. coming to... Uh, potential. Potential. I'm potential. saying potential. Potential. I'm potential. All right, because I don't want to see a story tomorrow that Tritown Plaza is getting ripped down. Well, it's your voice. It's going to be... <laughs> oh, I understand take that. take this and... But. Put it online. This isn't for just no, no, not a problem. Choice. But I just want to stress that that's Tritown Plaza could potentially be ripped. Down Correct. And, you know. Correct. Now what? All right. Let's talk about. Uh, let's just now. Now obviously this is pure speculation. Okay. Because basically we're out of but questions. It would be part of Tritown. No. What? What would you? What? What do you think would work there? 
As a, I mean, you're you're a local businessman. You're 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 a longtime uh, politician here in mm-hmm. Seymour. Uh, what store do you think would work there? What and what do you hear from people? What would you personally, if you could ma- wave the magic development wand? Well, I think everyone wants a grocery store. That seems to be the big push. I mean, a Trader Joe's, as Ethan said earlier, or a Whole Foods or something like that. You know, we've tried multiple times. They're not coming to Seymour, um, just based on the demographics and things. But I think some type of a retail, I think, would be a very good. You need a strong anchor store. But I don't think it necessarily needs to be big, um, big box stores. I think a lot of times you're better served by smaller type operations. Actually, I think that would go nicely in there. I mean, you have Alberto's there, which is a great family restaurant, been there for close to 20 years now. But I think if you put some other eating establishments there, kind of niche stuff, like a noodle bar or a sushi place or something like that, and kind of teamed it with some additional entertainment, you know, you have a great movie theater there that gets a ton of uh, people that come there. But if you put more entertainment in there and make it a destination location, I think that would be a, a great thing for that area. You, know, you need things to do whether it be our age or, you know, the 20-something, Carl's crowd, you know. They got Pokemon Go. What else do they need? They got Pokemon Go. Yeah, not for nothing. Town Hall is a Pokemon Go spot. And I guess it's oh a battle, and I don't know a lot about it, but I guess it's a battle ground or training gym or something. So okay. how many people have you uh, seen come up to the, the town hall? Yesterday, at least 100 people. What? We're out in front, right by the bell, and then sitting on the picnic table we have, just sitting there going at it. So uh, it's it's the funniest thing to see him sitting out there. See, now, I know there's been like, uh, when Carl and I, I guess we can't, you can't, we, we have to talk about Pokemon Go now, which we all, I mean, Carl being uh, the young guy, we just look at him being like, oh yeah, he's a Pokemon guy. But I'm sort of Do you have asking. it on your phone? You got the app on your oh, phone? Oh yeah, I got it. boy. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, because I thought maybe what, what we could do is do a whole uh, Pokemon Go day where we, we just play it here at the Valley Indy, but we all go to the most <laughs> inappropriate places possible, They're like funeral homes we were thinking. Like that would be, you know, just walking by. But I'm, I'm pro Pokemon Go. I think it's, I mean, that's awesome. A hundred people came to Town Hall. No, they didn't come now, did inside, you, but they were just milling around right. outside and doing whatever this is doing. Did you do any, did you do any the politicking? Bell, did you, the, the bell and... Did you no. go out and introduce, hey, I'm... No, Kurt well, Warren. I have to laugh. Alex Danka, who uh, is one of the guys on our staff, had it on his phone, so he started... I don't know, doing battle with some of the kids outside. And, and you, you so can awesome, see them, and they're like throwing their hands up. and it's, it's fun. But, you know, the good thing about it, unfortunately, our society and, and kids today is they're very wrapped up in their computers and their video games, and they sit behind these screens all day. But if nothing else, this Pokemon Go is getting them to go out, walk around, see some, out in the fresh air. I had a buddy who was yeah, saying, you know, on Facebook that his kid did almost 10 miles the other day on their bikes just chasing Pokemon stuff. So that's a great thing. If it's getting kids outside in the fresh air, it's it's not a bad thing. Yeah, and I guess the concern over it is, like, you know, if they're going on private, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to see a bunch of, you know, kids in my backyard suddenly. Right. Uh, well, I guess there was some... Private cons- property. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> not that I have kids buried in my backyard. That sounded weird. <laughs> my backyard is dangerous, though. But I guess there's some kids, though, that are people that they've been luring to different spots and then robbing so, them. You know, but don't you think that but we'll find out? We'll find out five years from now that was all just... Because that sounds like... You know, like, remember, like... I I was we're talking to Carl about how Urban like legends, yeah. when yeah. I was younger, you know, Dee Snyder was brought before Congress <laughs> to know. talk about s- Twisted Sister lyrics. I mean, which is just so laughable. I have a feeling this Pokemon Go hysteria or the the, the coverage over it mm-hmm. uh, will hopefully go away. I'm just fa- it just sounds like a next step in uh, in technology that I what other uses? I mean, as a news organization, like how could we use a technology <sighs> like that? 
or, or even municipality. I, I just think it's, it's fascinating what, what's happening. Well, so. we can use it now to track people so we know where they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's I, that whole side. I think but we're an, already doing that. I think it's mm. an NSA conspiracy to keep an eye on kids. All right. True. All Dude. right. I'm so, saying, look at dead straight face, too. You don't know what to do. No, I, well, I, think, well, I think the <laughs> NSA kidding. is already. To, we're already. Yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. Is We've already been. Yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. four of us yeah. just. Whenever got I'm like so making happens. a phone call, it's yeah. a, like I just assume someone is or could be listening in. You know, yeah, and there's always. Like, I don't. You know, I'm not. You know. Yeah, uh, and there's always weird things. I mean, in in our uh, in our browsing history, just for. When you're researching a, a story, yep. yeah. some of the things like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And that makes me uh, nervous that I'm going to be on some watch list. But there's a great, and I guess just to conclude with this, there's a great documentary that I just saw the other day. Uh, it was an HBO thing called The Thought Police, and it's about the cannibal cop, the New York City cannibal cop, uh, who essentially put all these horrible things in search engines and was putting all these things on these bizarre fetish sites about cannibalism mm. how it was sort of a sexual thing uh but his you know the documentary is like well he was thinking these things he, he eventually got convicted uh it was overturned uh i don't know where this case stands right now but it's a whole thing about how whether their search engine results how that can be possibly used against you and is that just a a glimpse into your private thoughts, uh, and I've, I haven't so. seen it yet. But like he was also there, were, he was also like conversing with someone, I think, online, right? Saying that like, here's what I'm gonna do. But yeah, yeah. Like, he had a whole thing just going. fantasy, and yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess like the one thing that came out of that case is now, if the police are gonna target you for that or they find out about it, they do the sting where they have you. Right. Know, let's yeah, yeah. meet and. Well, cook and your that, like, they say that's what like the FBI always does, and like people accuse like the. Uh, civil liberties people say it's essentially entrapment when like somebody's like radicalized and the FBI will have a guy being like oh yeah you should bomb this city and then send them they uh, sell them a truck full of like just useless material and say like oh yeah this is bomb making stuff and then they arrest them and it's like mm. well the, there's like a, an, you know a the whole sting operation like the there's Poughkeepsie an interesting t- debate the Poughkeepsie there. sting or something like that yeah yeah, yeah something like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. see that but uh, and it that's neither. I guess we went off on a tangent there. I apologize, but we're at the thirty-eight <laughs> minute mark. Is there anything else you wanted to add about the NSA? No, I'm sorry about uh, happening. No, no, he got us on the tangent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's why. And then I just step back and watch right. it. Right. No, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Pokemon Go. Oh God, we got sucked into the Pokemon Go vortex. No, actually, today is my son's fifteenth uh, birthday. Oh so wow! Happy right. birthday! So, and he's actually been texting me. As we've been going like, on, Dad, yeah. get out of that! No, no, he wants to. Dad, you know, he, he wants to Go. share his thoughts. Oh, you'd find him entertaining. <laughs> oh. What's his name? Uh, Drew. Drew, happy yeah. birthday, Drew! Thanks so. for uh, uh, lending your dad for uh, an hour. He's away at camp, so. Oh man, that's a whole other thing. Four weeks. Wow. Down at Fairfield U, so. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, that's where. Just yeah. keep in mind, that's where Ethan went to college. Fear the deer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fear the deer. Fear the deer. All right, yeah. let's wrap this. This is uh, Eugene Driscoll uh, for valleyindy.org, and thank you. We'll see you next time. Later.